Welcome, welcome to another... Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, Earth? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Welcome, Potter Poker players, to Pottercast number 49. We have a great show in store. It's our last Lumos Limelight interview, which is with Deb, Mc- Deb McLean, head woman for all things Lumos 2006, the Harry Potter conference, where we have our live show next week, our live leaky mug. Now, I'm already here in Las Vegas, vaca- I mean preparing for the live show, and I'm sitting here with Jamie Lawrence and Kevin Steck from that other Potter podcast, and they wanted me to remind you that there's something very important you have to do this week. Please, could you vote for your favorite podcast on Podcast Alley? Really? And which which one is that? Oh, clearly it's Muggle. Potter, Ke- thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. Kevin, you traitor. Thanks, guys. You're so you're so helpful. Remember, if Pottercast is the number one Potter show this month on Podcast Alley, on the day of the live show, then John Noe will sing a spoofed version of New York, New York, dedicated to Joe Rowling. So if that's something you want to see, make sure you head over there and vote. Thanks a lot. See you for the rest of the show. Listening to the news? Again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Hello everyone, Sue Upton here with the latest in Harry Potter news headlines for you. There was quite a bit of film news this week, as we saw our first broadcast interview with the young actress who plays Luna Lovegood in the upcoming Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix film. CBBC News Round has aired a brand new interview with the actress Ivana Lynch, who says she's enjoying filming and everyone has been really nice in helping her with her first film role, including getting some tips from Katie Ling, who plays Sho Chang, and Dan Ratcliffe. Ivana also noted that she's looking forward to filming the battle in the ministry, and the sets for that sequence look really good. You can watch this entire interview with Ivana Lynch by clicking on leakynews.com for much more. Another Phoenix-related news now, actor Dan Ratcliffe and director David Yates appeared in a special video played at Comic-Con International this past weekend in San Diego. In the short video, Dan is shown sitting on the set of Trelawney's classroom, and he starts to mention the infamous kissing, but gets interrupted by David Yates. They also mention getting to see Professor Umbridge, who director Yates equates to a genetic splice between Doris Day and Freddy (laughs) Krueger. They also mention Hagrid's giant big brother as well. Production has now resumed on Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, which is due in theaters next July. Actor Jason Isaacs has also given a funny new interview to TV Guide, where he spoke again about his return role as Lucius Malfoy in Order of the Phoenix, and he notes that he will be filming in September and is looking forward to the big battle in the ministry between the Death Eaters and the members of the Order. Jason says, quote, I turn up and they go, okay, you materialize from here, you fly in over there, then you point at this, and it's going to explode. <laughs> Jason can currently be seen at the star of his new television series on cable channel Showtime called Brotherhood. Finally, actor Robbie Coltrane has given a new interview where he says again that he is just filming his scenes as Rubius Hagrid for Order of the Phoenix. Mr. Coltrane also recalled the story of his meeting with Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling for three hours and how he got the background story on Hagrid. Mr. Coltrane also says that his Hagrid is based on a Hell's Angel biker from England. Hmm. Well, a quick reminder that we at TLC will be attending Lumos, the Harry Potter convention, this weekend in Las Vegas. And we will have extensive coverage of this and the reading by Joe in New York next week. So please stay tuned for all of that. And for the most trusted news and information on Harry Potter, you can find it all at leakingnews.com, which is updated daily. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody. It's Pottercast 49. Yay! 49. Wow. 49. 49. Oh, my God. I'm hearing a lot of voices. 
What are all these voices coming from? There's so many people. I'm, 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 it's crowded. My head hurts. Well, you know, I'm, I'm Big J over here. I think I heard Sue, right? Yeah, that's me. I'm here. Yeah, it's Melissa. Melissa, right who, here. who else is here? And we have some very, very special guests with us. If you, you probably have already heard it because hopefully by now we've made the announcement on Leaky. Oh, we have, we have two, <laughs> two awesome, awesome people who are heading up our essay section now. Their names are. Emily and Susan. Say hi, guys. Hi. hi. Hey. I've, no, I've known these two girls for a very long time, and when we were in, um, in need of some of some new leadership on, on Scribulus, I said, well, I know exactly who just loves to write essays, and it's these two. So welcome. <laughs> oh, I feel so flattered. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited to be here. Well, we're happy to have you on Leaky. I've been... I've been yeah. Scheming to get Emily on on Linky for a long time, <laughs> and these two they sort of come together. They're sort of a pair <laughs> when oh. it comes to this stuff. They so. come in bunches. So now this has never been done before on a Harry Potter podcast. I'm actually a little nervous myself for the girl to guy ratio to be yeah. so extreme. Oh my gosh, that's right. There's four to one now. Wow. I'm gonna really have to uh, stay on my toes. The estrogen is flowing through the ether here yes it's a, yeah it's a good thing i'm all the way down to the southernmost point in the united states or <laughs> well we wanted to bring emily and susan on so you guys could say hi and get to know them and and hear about some of the, the new cool stuff they're going to be doing on scribulus and how it's how things are changing over there and it's an awesome section already it's like my favorite thing on leaky and it's something that we we wanted for a long 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 time and just didn't have like the setup of staff to handle it mm-hmm. and you know Eventually, that got fixed, and, and along came Scribulous, and it's it's awesome. So thank you guys for, for coming in and taking that on. Oh, it's nice that it's already awesome. That's a good way to start. Yeah, we don't have to do too much. Now, you guys, were you prepared for, like, the workload this is? Not really. I didn't know that we, <laughs> I didn't know we'd have to do quite so much um, setup and administration sort of thing. Right. That's almost done now, and I think hopefully the workload will... We'll go down a bit. We have some awesome editors that are helping us out. The workload is getting in more into the essay part of the workload, not the hiring and organizing part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the salaries that we offer are just awesome. They are. They're just amazing. The benefits rule, don't they? <laughs> they really do. <laughs> you know, I just doubled good. someone's salary today. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. John. John's gets doubled every day. <laughs> uh, it's already starting yeah no, we're real excited our uh deadline for entries for our next issue is this monday and Ooh. we already have uh, how many uh eight i, even, I think that, so excellent but we we're looking forward to having the uh last minute people the procrastinators turn their essays in so we can get the issue out and it comes out while everyone's in new york right August 1st? Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, That's awesome. Yes, August 1st. Yes, because we love to do technical things while we're out of town. <laughs> are, you, are you both going to be in New York? No, actually, neither, neither of us. Are, neither. Yeah, but we are going to be in Las Vegas. Oh, excellent. Yes. Both of us. So. That's great. Yes. You guys should um, come to the podcast and help us out. Why don't you, uh, maybe we'll have you on the show. That would be yeah. fun. Actually, we have room We have room in one of the segments because somebody had to bow out. That's true. Yeah, poor Lori. Um, yeah, had to um, had to cancel. 
I don't know. Uh, I think it depends on what segment you're talking about here. <laughs> if it's anything highly embarrassing, I don't want to do it's it. It's all about uh, making the food in the Harry and Potter <laughs> movies. And <laughs> so well, was Laurie in favor of Snape or, or against Snape? Laurie <laughs> has a love affair with the man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, then it better be Susan, because if you're going to have someone with that particular point of view, then it better not be me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Susan, oh, we might you, need to have both sides. Are you of the good yeah, Snape? Or the I'm a Snape? huge Snape fan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Very embarrassingly so. I won't even get into how you can be a fan of Snape. <laughs> I don't uh, understand it either. Anyhow, Sue, who is compiling the notes right now for the news, yes, <laughs> they're gonna help us. Um, Jump into what's been going on this week. Well, we just had a really great thing. I think for a lot of people, we're very excited. Um, CBBC News Round just had a really great interview with Ivana Lynch, who was her first oh. broadcast interview, talking about awesome. her role as Luna Lovegood, and she was wonderful. I mean, she just mm. was wonderful. It was, it was really exciting just to see her talk and see her her actions. You know, her movements and her yeah. her voice. Though, I mean, I just could not get over. How good she sounded as the as the part of Luna's described in book. I know it sounds so bizarre to say that, but she just had this like dreamy. What do you think they casted her? Well, yeah, obviously, but I mean, it's like why <laughs> why try to find somebody who can act a part when they are the? Part? I know she was just. I mean, it was just you know, and you could tell she was a little bit like shy and a little bit you know. Sure. It was her first, I mean, it was such a big thing, yes. but oh man, she did so good. She would just help compose herself so well, and she's just. Her answers are really good. She talked about the casting process and, you know, and it was really funny because Lizzo, they had a picture of her in the in background behind them and he didn't, you know, didn't realize it ended up being her and it was really funny. Come on, Lizzo, the talent <laughs> scout. I know. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta find the right girl, buddy. Right, multi-talented man that he is, but yeah. it was really good. She was talking about how she's been getting, she said she's getting a lot of tips from Katie, um, Ling, who's playing Cho Chang, and and then they on on the news portion of it, first uh, news round um, aired just like a short excerpt of their interview, and then later they put the whole longer interview up, and we have both the clips on our website. But um, oh, we're awesome, yeah. And Dan and Emma both commented on how how much they liked her, and I, Emma kind of burned her, didn't she? Well, yeah. Well, Emma, well, Emma so. kind of gave her a zing. Well, it is that whole Hermione yeah. Luna rivalry, yeah, so I guess it just <laughs> works out. That sounds right. Yeah, yes. both in character. You yeah, know? that's true. <laughs> like I, you can't even tell when she's acting or when she's being herself. Yeah. Oh, Hermione, Emma, oh, Emma, Emma, Emma said that. That's, that's true. Emma's I'm out of it, guys. I'm out of it. I've been traveling all day, so I haven't. Re- I haven't read it. I haven't oh. seen it. Emma and a Luna Hermione. What? I know. <laughs> well, they said it's a rivalry is what he was trying to get at, that, that maybe there's a little, like, tension or, you know, she, you know, because I don't know. If, I don't think that there is. There oh, a oh rivalry as in, as in Hermione is sort of like, like, just, she's sort of. Factual and. Yeah, they sort of yeah. clash a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> obviously, obviously they. Kind of foil each other. Yeah. They clashed because she probably was, she sensed that Luna was going to go after Ron. Oh, well, maybe so. Uh, Luna, Luna more than once <laughs> hits on Ron. Yeah, quite a bit in that book. Wow, Luna, Luna. Um, I still can't tell if Luna liked Ron. Oh, I think it's so yeah. obvious. I have a story, and I still can't tell. I think she like likes him, but she wouldn't be yeah. so brokenhearted. Like it's not like a like a mad crazy. She's just because like, he's yeah. kind of mean. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> you know. I had wanted them to kind of get together, though, you know, but then I really want Ron and Hermione, so I'm openly happy that 
I want them to get together. But then I thought it was cute if like Harry and Luna got together, but then I kind of saw them oh, go on that little Christmas party thing, which was hilarious and Haplo Prince. It was funny. Party with. Yeah. But so, so do you sweet. know, speaking of Ron and Hermione, do you know who you're talking to right now? Uh-oh. Oh, no. I knew this was going to get brought up at some <laughs> no, point. Really? Next two. subject, please. <laughs> do we have a Harmony girl in here? No, we just no. These two girls are like the biggest Ron Hermione shippers oh, ever okay. and have been debating but it for That's not ever. really true, but but we have debated it. We're, we're rather... Yeah, we're rather or we're kind of known for vocal it. about it. <laughs> vocal, vocal—that's the word. Oh, actually, there are many people who are more into it than we are, right, Emily? Yes, a lot more. I think. All six of them, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but for a long time, you guys um, debated it, and now it's just sort of you know, it's just in the past. Oh so, yeah, so it's not yeah a, a, a deal. But when it comes to scrupulous, it's it's everybody's opinion is fine, right? right? Yeah, actually. <laughs> I don't know if we even get anything that talks about anything like that. No, no I, don't, I haven't seen anything ship-related. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I still think that your policy that no Harry Hermione people are allowed to submit uh, essays is <laughs> no, pretty strict. No, no. When we first came on, we discussed, like, okay, now we need to get a, a Harmony shipper in here. Yeah. But <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't decide on anyone that we... Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I better not say that. But actually, we have... A couple of editors are kind of preferential former HHR shippers, I think. Yeah. I mean, but nobody talks about that. All the essays are about Horcruxes. <laughs> and Snape. Yeah. And Snape. Yeah. Definitely we're, Snape. Right now yeah. we're stacked in favor of Snape fans. Yeah, yeah that's I where we're that's, that's really where we're unbalanced is the Snape question. Yeah. We really need to find some editors who don't like Snape. Oh. <laughs> You've got one. Them. Well, two. No, we've got two, Yeah. yeah. Yes. Who don't like Snape? Here's the thing. It's not that I don't like Snape. I just think he is not a good... Wait wait a second. Now I'm confused. Wait, (laughs) I do like Snape. I I think it's still possible to to like Snape and to still think he's evil, though. I like Snape as a character. Yeah. I think he's kind of interesting. I want him to be good because I don't want Dumbledore to be wrong. Right. I would rather Harry be wrong than Dumbledore. I'm, I'm positive that he's good. I'm kind of sick of talking about him, so. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> well, that, that kind of goes into another another news story that they had. You know, the media's fascinated by Joe's recent comments on the Richard and Judy thing about characters dying. And, of course, right. um, now we had another um, commentary, and it was actually pretty good, but um, they laid their odds on characters who are going to die. And, of course, Mr. Snape's right. name which came one, up, which... which is really interesting. Oh, I think, I think he is dying, though. Do you? He's he's gonna be a martyr. He's gonna he's gonna die f- to save um, you know, for for Harry's cause. Mm-hmm. I'll be yeah, killed by Voldemort himself. Toast. Well, speaking of Snape's discussion, um, um, if if I'm sounding a little tired to you guys, it's because I've been. You this are? is also part of our. I'm so freaking tired. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm in Chicago right now. It's midnight, which really which means it's like one a.m. where you know where my brain really is. We flew. We were supposed to fly out at ten o'clock this morning. Our plane got delayed. Then we fr- we finally got here, and we had an event um, as part of our f- official Harry Potter podcast um, tour with Scholastic. So we've been going around promoting the promoting the paperback and talking and having a books book seven discussions. Or we will be tonight. We did our first event at Anderson's Bookshop in uh, Naperville, Illinois, which is which was me and Cheryl of Scholastic. And it was great. I mean, 250 people came out wow. and we t- 
talked for almost two hours about, I mean, everything, Snape and Horcruxes and everything. And it was so funny because um, there were people there wearing leaky, their leaky shirts and their Potter Care shirts. And um, wow. we, uh, it was just, it was awesome just getting to meet so many people. I met baby Nora. Oh, Remember baby Nora? Yes. Oh, she's very well spoken. Yes, baby Nora, who called our voicemail and went, mm-hmm. Baba cast. Mm-hmm. Baba. <laughs> Hi, Baba. It was so <laughs> she cute. She was so cute. And I went up to her and said, would you say Potter Cash? She goes, no. <laughs> Will you say Potter? No. <laughs> Will you say no? No. <laughs> She's so cute. She's so cute. And then I also met Simony, our six-year-old uh, Potter Cats fan who wrote us a Valentine. I don't know Aww. if you guys remember that. And I met so many people that I've seen on the forums and people that have written me letters before. And it was just, it was just so nice to get to, to get to meet some of you guys. So if you came out to that, thank, thanks a lot. Very special, um, hug for that. And it's a long way for a baby to travel. It is. She came all by herself. Yeah. I know. yeah. She takes a subway. <laughs> no, she was with her dad, who was also known as Ray Laura McBeck on our forums. Yeah, he makes those and cool they left, little... They left so quick. I said things. hello, and then I turned around, and I and then I turned around back around, and they were gone. But... um they apparated. They apparated. They apparated it. Also, um, if you couldn't come to that, we're going to be at two other places. We'll be in Vegas on the Tuesday. Um, at the Barnes and Noble, which is like a mile away from the Lumos Hotel. So if you guys want to come to that, there's info on leakynews.com. There's a link on the sidebar of our pages. So do you like sign books or anything? They did ask us to sign books and stuff. What books did Harry you sign? Potter books? We don't. We didn't like plan books a signing. Books you've written? <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, like, but they didn't. We didn't like plan a signing or anything. But people did bring their books and ask us to to sign them, oh. which was so so so. Well, flattering. I got you to sign mine in Orlando. So. Yeah, but that's like a friend thing, you know. That's like a. That's like a yearbook. No, that was totally a fangirl thing. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> I, heard, I heard for some reason that Cheryl signed a bunch of Rachel Ray cookbooks. Stop that. <laughs> I don't understand. No, and I signed some fun stuff. I signed t-shirts and I signed, they had me sign, um, Emerson was of course giving out MuggleNet stickers and somebody yeah, only totally. had a MuggleNet oh. sticker for me to sign. So I, I wrote, get better <laughs> stickers. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, you know. It was, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun and it's wacky because you can't, you don't quite understand. I still, I don't know if I ever will. Like, why? <laughs> what value does this add to your book? Okay. I'll write in it. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, um, it's not about value. It's about memory. The, I met two members of the Melissa and the Anelli's band. Oh, sweet. Did they, they sing say? a song? Impromptu? They didn't sing, but they gave me a CD of stuff. <gasps> They'd be like, you're Melissa. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. CD. And I, in, in Chris's they? book, Chris, one of the, the Madacast guys, they asked Cheryl to sign it as Hot Cheryl, so she did three T's. Oh, and, Cheryl. And then Emerson wrote under it, Hot Emerson with four T's. Oh, no, he <laughs> didn't. He did, he did, he did. And he that, hasn't earned a single you- T. Does he have his own band and a mob? Huh? Huh? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's funny. Anyway, paperback comes out Tuesday, and that's when we'll be at the oh. Vegas store, and on the 30th, we will be at the the Grove Barnes and Noble in Los Angeles. So check out, there's a page on Leaky if you want to come. We had a lot, we had a lot of fun discussion and we're taping them and they're going to be put up as a podcast starting July 25th. So you'll get to hear all this oh, stuff nice. too. People have such mm-hmm. cool theories. Hey, Melissa, did you tell them to write them up and submit them as an essay to Scribulus? That's right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Uh-huh. You should. Well, you did. <laughs> I will next time. I will. I will in Vegas. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do the Vegas one. Anyway, what other news is up? 
Well, there's one, one which just amused me, I guess. Um, actor Robbie Coltrane, who plays Hagrid, said that Hagrid was actually based on a Hell's Angel character, which... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> he said, this is a great quote, I thought. He said, he used to get off his Harley and walk towards the bar. People would move like ants out of his way. He would grab his pint, find mm-hmm. a seat, and say, I don't know about you, but the petunias are, this year are very bad. He was a gardener, but he had fists like hams. I just, he had a head gentle heart. I just thought that was hilarious. Crack me up. Nice. Yeah, it's funny. Nice. Sounds about like Hagrid. It does. It's, Hagrid. Isn't that how J.K. Rowling described Hagrid once as like one of those motorcycle guys that has a garden? Yeah, yeah I think she did, actually. She yeah. did. She did. But maybe yeah. they had a discussion. Yeah. Well, he said that he met with her for three hours and she told him all about his past and so she felt com- he oh, felt confident. I can't believe I forgot to say this. I'm sorry. Okay. We were at this bookstore in, in Chicago tonight and or in Naperville. And this is on the podcast, but we'll just say it here again. We asked somebody about when J.K. Rowling came to there. Oh, um, that's right. You know, in 1998. Mm-hmm. She's she been there twice. And she, you know, when 30 people was a lot. And so... In that bookstore? Yeah, at, at Anderson's in, in, in Illinois. So wow. she said that somebody asked at that time, will Ron Hermione and Harry make it through the series? And she said, yes. Yay! <laughs> I mean, who knows? That could cha- That could have changed. She could have just meant they, they, make, they make it to the last chapter and then are killed. You know right. what I mean? Right. <laughs> but it, it, it is before not. the time that she knew the series would get so big. So I think it's Worthy yeah. of, of speculation. It's not worthy yeah, of like, I news think she posting, used to talk but... more back then. Yeah. Yeah, she used to give a lot more. She used to give a lot more away. It'd be interesting to see what she has to say in New York. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very much. I wish I could go to that. You guys will have to. Oh. No, we're not going to cover it. No. She's going to ignore it. <laughs> Vicky's going to take a vacation I mean, she... those days. Yeah. <laughs> no, none of us news know. people maybe feel some, like covering. She says it. something. Maybe we'll hear it. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe somebody will cover it. I think. I think. Speaking of big stuff happening this month, um, keep an eye on Leaky. We're going to post ways for you to share your Lumos experience because we're all going to be heading down to Vegas this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there tomorrow, yes. and so we're going to be posting I- constant updates and pictures and blogs and blah 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 blah. So what happens in Vegas does not. It absolutely no, does not. of course not. It goes on the blog. That's right. <laughs> all right. It goes unless, all over the internet. Unless anyone happens to snap any compromising pictures of any of the crew of the leaky mug. Especially you, John, right? <laughs> Most especially. Yeah. Most especially. Well, then let's, let's get to move on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, move on. Sounds like enough news. Susan and Emily will join us in the wrap-up. Oh, for the drums. All right. For the drums. I'm excited to be there. Cool. All right. See you later. And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Oh, yeah, we are in hey everybody, it's time for another Modcast. This is Jason, also known as the Guru of Sloth on the Leaky Lounge. Hi everyone, this is Doris Herman, our Doris TLC on the Leaky Lounge. And I am Laurie Damarell on the forum known as Asphodel Wormwood. And today we're looking, well, we often have sort of, a, well, I have a little battles with trying to get get Jason to talk about <laughs> Slytherins and he doesn't like it so he tries to talk about uh, other characters. Today we are talking about <laughs> the more senior members of each house Lucius Malfoy and Arthur Weasley and how they are, yeah, woo-hoo, are there. Woo-hoo. they're not, they're sort of how would, how would you describe <laughs> them? They're sort of twins in an opposite kind of way. Right. They're, they're always like at odds. They twins. disagree on everything 
They've got nothing in common other than the fact that they're both pure blood. Right. Well, and they're pure bloods, and and to a pure blood who is a, a Slytherin or sort of a dark wizard, Lucius is very respected, very well respected, and in that group, and Arthur is very well respected in the ministry and the wizards who are, um, who are good, who tend to be more the Gryffindor type. So yeah, you've got sort of opposites, but the same at the at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I see them really as. Uh... I don't know. I mean, because you can you can say like, well, Dumbledore and and uh, you know what's his face were were kind of the <clears throat> you know the the leaders. They're kind of like the what's I don't know, the face? shining Do you examples. Mean the dark Lord Jason. <laughs> what's his? Yeah, I, 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 like I can't remember what better, what, what terms are acceptable anymore. So, <laughs> um, you know, they're kind of like plebs. They're 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 almost like you know that they're not really. It's hard to relate to them because they're so like. You know they're so far out there. They're they're so powerful, and they're you know Lord Voldemort is just like all wrapped up in evil, and Dumbledore is kind of like this shining exemplar of like Was. all that's good, or at least that's how people see him. And you know Arthur and Lucius to me are kind of like they're real. You know, like you they're can dads. like they're their dad. It's yeah. Ron's dad. It's their yeah, they're, they're they're like dads. real people, but they're very much like devoted to their cause, and they're kind of like the perfect. I don't know if exemplar is the right word. You know, they're kind of like a, to me they represent sort of the these two ideologies that are in conflict right and of course that's represented by the fact that the two of them really loathe each other and come into conflict you know from time to time so mm-hmm. i think it's a really interesting dynamic yeah well and and one thing that and um, to me is so interesting about both of them is is like laurie said their dads you know mm-hmm. i mean you you think of of like your friend's dads you know these these are sure. these are dads these are guys who would be like you know, out in the soccer field, if, if they were real people coaching, you know, their kids, their their dads, what kind of dad would they be? And, and would you like want to hang around with them or their families or, you know, it's just kind of, yeah. an, it, they are real people in sort of <laughs> a non-real way. Quidditch yeah. dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, and they have obviously a very different parenting styles and, you know, uh, which I think that's pretty apparent anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one thing that's interesting about Lucius is as a parent, um, he almost reminds me of sort of the Dursleys, the whole unit of spoiling their child mm-hmm. um, to the point that, that the kid's really rotten. Well, you know, Draco's rotten for yes other reasons. No. Draco, Draco's yeah. not as rotten as his father, you might argue. Draco's <laughs> grown a bit of sad. That's, that's yeah. debatable. But He's been tempered the, by his mother. But Lucius... The Dursleys... Oh, go on, sorry. I don't think Lucius is quite like Vernon. I mean, Lucius... Yeah, I don't either. Lucius puts his foot down a lot more with Draco. He's like, you know, Draco, just shut up. A lot more yeah. than I could imagine Vernon ever being. Vernon would be like, oh, say whatever you want, Ver- uh, Dudders, you know, do do this, do whatever. I always used to do that. Whereas Lucius is like, don't do that, Draco. Don't embarrass right, me that, like that's that. that's the main difference. Behave. And I think it's a and lot better it's for Draco. Draco yeah, won't turn out like is. Dudders. He probably doesn't have to be as mean as he is, but it's good that he doesn't just, you know, humor every stupid thing that Draco does. You know, he <laughs> Draco knows when Lucius yeah. does not Yeah, I mean, approve, Dudley is mean often. because he's never been told not to be mean. Draco is mean yeah. because he wants to be like his dad. <laughs> exactly. So, two two bad ways of parenting, I guess, uh, by example or by how you treat them. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to uh, the other guy that that Doris and I like and that Arthur. Laurie probably doesn't. Do he's like, like King him. Arthur. He's the, he's the king. He's the, he's the, you know, the great one. He's well, yeah. King Arthur. 
He's just you, so you're saying lovely. that, and I know, of course, you know that, like, there's there's actually some real background on that that we could could look at. Right, right. Well, there is. I mean, Jenny is Guinevere, and and mm-hmm. you know there is a, a a connection to you know the stories have so many similarities. Not that one was taken from the other, but there is kind right. of that that tendency in literature to use what you've read as sort of a springboard for what you're going to write. And uh, yeah, King Arthur um, had the the daughter, you know, or, or yeah. you know, married. Well, his, yeah, it was yeah, his wife. His but. wife, but um, yeah, it was just—it's kind of interesting. In and a way, it was almost kind of a daughter, father-daughter relationship in some ways. I think. Yeah. I think there was a large age difference in right. between King Arthur and Guinevere, and she obviously wasn't satisfied by. <laughs> Obviously him, not. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> but let's yeah, not talk I, about that though. <laughs> um, I think uh, you know, at least in the naming, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes from that. And you know, there's a good chance that that Lucius comes from uh, what uh, I've learned was an enemy of King Arthur in some of the legends. Um, it was like a Roman. What was he, a general or something? Lucius was a very, very common Roman name. Um, yeah. Evil characters. Um, Sejanus, first name Lucius. Piso, first name Lucius. Catalina, first name Lucius. Everyone was called <laughs> Lucius. The good guys and the bad guys. But notably, okay, so maybe... the ones I've picked up on are, particularly in Tacitus, are the bad guys. And they're always, the, okay. the, you know, obviously they're only going to be mentioned if they're politically active and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And they are, I mean, Sejanus, Lucius Aemilius Sejanus is very underhand. He worms his way. He gets power by proxy. You know, he gets rid of certain people because he has um, the emperor's ear, which mm-hmm. is very much mm-hmm. like uh, Malfoy. Yes. Interesting. Very so much like Malfoy. We've, all, we've obviously seen Lucius kind of serving as a, you know, a sub-general or, you know, almost like uh, a right-hand man at times um, for you-know-who. Arthur seems important and kind of, uh, you know, a crucial cog in in the system for the order or for, you know, whatever group of of people who are um, fighting for the side of good. But do you see him as so much of a leader? And if not, like, maybe he's going to step up into that role with so many people gone now or see i i see him as a leader because he's so he he has a a kind heart Mm -hmm. and and he in a way he's um i mean he's got a kind of bravery that you know you may not see him dashing around on a steed but you know you see him doing a lot of things with the order that you see but you know there are a lot of things you don't see and 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 they're um he is the kind of man who who is going to defend the people who need to be defended yeah. Yeah. in the he's same like way that Harry, he, he's in a sense exactly he's he's a leader not because he goes out there and says right follow me do this do that but because people respect him and like him and want to follow him mm-hmm. you know sure. his family love him and that's why they always look yeah. up to him right and they and, follow and him know, as a father he's so kind-hearted and that that's the one thing about him you know it, he could do so much more in the ministry if he really wanted to be mm-hmm. politically active and push himself out there and, and be that kind of guy who's like all about me, you know, but instead he's going to protect the muggles. Yeah. yeah. You know There's what? something that that's so cool. Yeah, it is from, um, from chamber of secrets. There's this, just this little line that always just makes me smile so much and makes me love Arthur so much when, uh, after they've gotten rid of the, the garden gnomes and, toss them over the fence or whatever. Uh, 
and they're walking back and Ron says something to Harry like, oh, they'll just come back again. You know, um, Dad's too soft Dad doesn't, on them. he's too soft on them. He thinks mm-hmm. they're funny. Yeah. Whatever. And I just, you know, like in a way I can see how that probably really annoys Molly or maybe the rest yeah. of the family because they so have to keep patient. taking care of them. But he just like, you know, to him, it's not a bother. Like he'd rather have gnomes in his garden and kind of like be amused by them and study them than do battle with them. And well, as you can imagine, you know, Lucius say, this having is... a completely immaculate, right. meticulously exactly. ordered garden. It's like, right, yeah. red roses here, yeah. white roses there, nothing <laughs> exactly. in between. Get rid of that weed. Oh my God, there's a gnome. I'm going to like, you can just imagine having hissy You would just AK it. it. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Probably use it for practice. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it, I, one thing about Arthur, too, that I really have just learned to love is the way he loves muggle things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, it's so fascinating. To... And that, again, it's like polar opposites, right? I mean, here we've got the guy who who hates everything muggle and muggle-born and the guy who is fascinated and kind of, you know, loves it, I guess, and uh, wants to know more about it. It's just... They have just completely different ways of approaching just about everything you can think of. Yeah. Now, in the next um, book, in book seven, whenever it comes out soon, I hope, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen. Because now we have Draco, who didn't commit a murder, and we have Lucius, who is in Azkaban, mm-hmm. and we have um, Harry, whose sort of father-grandfather figure has just been murdered, yeah. and... You know, is Arthur going to step in as the father figure? And then is there any way that, what is Lucius, how is he going to respond to Draco? So, I, you know, there's kind of some interesting things that are going to happen in the future with those two characters. Like, is Lucius going to be the father and say, okay, you didn't do it this time. But, you know, I mean, in a weird way, kind of coaxing his son and building him back up to be the evil person that he wants him to be. And then is Arthur going to do the same thing for Harry? But instead of, you know, making him evil, you know, sort mm-hmm. of console him because... Dumbledore's death is going to be just, you know, yeah, him dealing with it. it's going to be very traumatic for him. I can see Arthur stepping into that sort of fatherly role. I never really saw that, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried and made the effort. I definitely see Molly, like I've always seen Molly as kind of the being figure. the mothering yeah. role for Harry. Because uh-huh. there are no others Arthur, to fill that role, really. Yeah. Arthur always, to me, kind of seemed more like, you know, friendly and kind of... He's like the really uh, cool I, I get, uncle that used to go and stay with. Yeah. Sometimes he does take care of him, like when he took him to the trial yeah. or the hearing or whatever that was. Yeah, and, or he pulled him aside and said, hey, you know, this guy yeah. just broke out and um, yeah. he's out to get yeah. you and I'm not supposed to tell he you this. He certainly has the kindness and compassion to, to do it. I, th- I mean, he's got a lot of things to deal with with his own children. You know, um, Bill, <laughs> Yeah. you know, was kind of messed up. Yeah, yeah, he's got a wedding. He's got, you know, Ginny, who's probably kind of... I don't know, she might be like sulking around or had her heart broken. I don't know how she's going to react to <laughs> getting ditched for no good reason. But um, you, you don't know. think Harry had a good reason? No, but that's a... He did it story. to protect no her. No shipping! Banned! Weto! <laughs> well, it happened in the book. Yeah, it this happened in the shipping. book, so we can discuss Back it. Back to Lucius. Yeah, it, <laughs> right. Back to Lucius. We're not talking about Lucius Let's enough. talk about the lovely blonde. <laughs> yes, let's. Um... I don't know. Yeah, well, it would be it would be cool if Arthur had a a cool cane in the movies too. Then then yeah. we'd know that they then were, we'd... you know, like Bizarro twins. But okay, one one last thing I have to talk about is the relationship they have with their spouse. Okay, like Arthur and Molly, and Lucius and Narcissa. Do you see them both having like a loving relationship? I mean, what do you think? They love each other That's in different kind of... ways. Not everybody loves in the same way. I mean, there yeah. are some people who love love their mum, 
but like they never ever kiss them in public where others would it's just it's just one of those things and if you go by what Narcissa said um, to Bella don't, was it, don't you dare don't you dare talk about my husband like that yeah um, I think you know, she loves him steadfast Does he loyalty love her? and the way that yeah, Lucius probably. gave in to um, Narcissa about you know where Draco should go to school and obviously we don't know the ins and outs of that but it could show that you know he respects her opinion and her judgement and attitude towards their, their son's education um, mm-hmm. I reckon they're in love I definitely think they show it in a different way and the I mean they could never be just like as heartwarming <laughs> to observe as Molly and Arthur are yeah they're but, adorable yeah I, from what we've seen I wouldn't be able to question the love between Lucius and uh, Narcissa but I mean they've been married just, a long time yeah yeah but I can't imagine that it's uh, I don't know it, you know, so people can be really awful and still have, you know, certain people in their life that they treat really well. So it's yeah, possible. It's like the Dursleys. They treat, you know, they're horrible people, but they do love each other. And I'm sure the Malfoys yeah, that, do that, too. Yeah, that, that I see less. Like, I think more like they're just like obligated to each other in a way. It but, looks good. It's fashionable. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on, on these two rivals? Lucius is better than Arthur. Arthur is so much better. Laurie, <laughs> yeah. Lucius, you know, really. I'm so worried about you, man. You just need to. I mean, Arthur's boarding just... and uh whereas Lucius, he's just like, oh, he's so fit. He's just great. But, I'd marry. But the, bo- the like, like, nice like when my husband dies, when my husband dies, like Lucius is there. But the boring guys are more stable and they're more reliable. And I don't think Arthur is very boring, actually. I don't want to no, I don't think he is yeah. either. I, I think he's interesting. I think he's funny. He'd be fun to be around. You'd laugh all the time. But with Lucius, yeah. I'd be afraid. He's a trip, man. he's kind of halfway between being one of the other kids like the eighth child of the house (laughs) yeah and you know being the father (laughs) yeah that's true all right well i think uh we should wrap this up then um thanks for listening to our modcast we hope you enjoyed it this is jason saying i'll see you next time this is doris thanks for listening and this is laurie saying goodbye and lucius is so better than arthur Oh, God, wrong. (laughs) Arthur's rocks. Now it's time for Lumos Limelight, an interview featuring a participant of Lumos 2006. Got a real treat for you today. So this is our last installment of the Lumos Limelight segment of Pottercast. We've had a couple of interviews here over the past few weeks highlighting some of the people and events and panels that are going to be happening at Lumos 2006, the conference that is taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, starting about tomorrow from when you hear this podcast. We um, are really thrilled. As you know, we're doing our big leaky mug there and we wouldn't we don't feel that it would be complete to have covered this event if we didn't bring in Deb McLean, who is running the entire show. She's the headmistress, and she's been planning this thing for two whole years. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, Deb. <laughs> we can hardly plan yeah. our lunches. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Melissa. Well, you are very, very close to finally seeing this come to fruition. Mm-hmm. What's that like? It's wonderful. 
we've worked so hard on this for so long and uh, I don't know I guess it would be like giving birth <laughs> <laughs> yes. but it you know because I, I'm just I'm it's just gonna be so much fun and there's so much going on and um, I just I want I, unfortunately I'm only one person but I want to clone myself so I can go to several different things <laughs> at the same time yeah I've been looking over the schedule and trying to trying to figure out what I want to go to, and it's it's such a hard choice. Now, for people, a lot of people listening, this this will be their first convention, and a lot of the people listening can't go to one of these conferences. So, can you explain what generally goes on at a Harry Potter conference? Oh, if you can ever go to one, do whatever you can to go. Um, you just you meet up with everybody that you know from the internet and they even put like their names on their badges you know the the name that you know not their real names and <laughs> and it's you know you finally meet up oh my gosh i've been talking with you for you know 2 years now on the internet now you get to see them and oh you get to learn about so many different angles of harry potter that you would think didn't even exist. I mean, I, I know when I went to Nimbus, I was just blown away mm -hmm. by the presentations. I mean, I volunteered so that I could attend as many presentations as possible. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I worked like a, I don't know, like a 10-hour shift. I just went from room to room working. I was just away. And, and it's just the camaraderie of being with other people who have the, the same... Um, fondness for Harry and and won't look at you strangely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in fact one thing I remember is when I went into the bathroom at Nimbus somebody started moaning like moaning Myrtle and we all just <laughs> burst out laughing it was just great <laughs> it's really a unique atmosphere there's really a comfort zone about being a Harry Potter fan that doesn't exist elsewhere in the world exactly yeah. exactly and not only is it a comfort zone but you can just walk up to somebody and um, just start an entire exchange about theories. And it's, oh, it's just, you know, instead of having to search and find all of them, you've got everybody right there. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's one way to get people to know what your theory is. And you can hear different angles of why people think it's right and why people don't. Um, but it's, oh, it's just, it's just so great. Well, what are, what are some of the specific events at the at the conference? I keep calling it a convention, but I know we, we, we shy away from that. It's, it's a, a conference. conference. It's not a conference. A convention has a little bit of a different connotation. Conference yes. is more of we're, we're here to mostly be educational and talk about it, but also have fun in the meantime. Mm -hmm. um, what, what kind of things going on are you most excited about going to? What am I most excited about? Oh. That's really hard <laughs> to pick and choose. It's like your children. Um, I'm really excited about, um, well, you guys. Aww. That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> a <little> wild. <laughs> I'm really excited about the programming. Uh, we're offering CEUs, continuing education units for teachers and librarians, to um, be able to get credit for coming to the conference. And in fact, 75% of our programming is considered um, uh, to be credited for CEUs. So that's something amazing. And uh, I, I mean, that just shows how high the academic status is on it. Um, I'm also looking forward to 
you know, every single, I've been to Nimbus, I've been to the Witching Hour, and I always miss Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited to see water Quidditch. And uh, yes, we will have a lifeguard there, so uh, no worries about that. I'm well, excited about our, uh, uh, about everything. It's it's really hard to pick and choose. Well, the water Quidditch, I have to give an, a, a little note to that. Um, I'm not sure how many people are aware, but... The Leaky Muggers have put together a team for the water quidditch. I'm not in this. The boys wanted to do this. And <laughs> oh, come on, Melissa. I'm oh, sure everyone no, would no, love no. to see you in a bikini. Oh, no, 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 no. As I say, no, 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 no. Um, no, um, but they, they put together a team, and instead of playing in the actual tournament because they put together the team so late, they are playing the winners in sort of like an honorary match on Friday mm. night. So it's going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man see but they'll be fresh and yes. we're upon you know the winners will have been playing all day like early in the morning and later so oh, let's have no illusions they're gonna suck <laughs> 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 but it's gonna be very funny at least <laughs> they're gonna kill me when they hear that oh my goodness okay <laughs> moving on dead mclean so how many two years now go, planning this Mm-hmm. What has your life been like for the past two years? Well, I would say it's been like having a full-time job. Um, and most of my senior staff are in California, mm-hmm. and I am on the East Coast, so I'm completely opposite. But it's actually worked out really well because I have a small son, and you know I couldn't really get online. I would be online on the days he was in pre couple times a week and then I would be on late at night mm-hmm. and I would be able to talk to everybody in California because that was the great the best time for them to get together anyway so everything worked out great but it, it's it's like having a, a 40 hour uh, um, job yeah. so and then in one weekend in one weekend it, it comes to a conclusion but how oh, it's gonna be great <laughs> There's a lot besides. There's a lot going on besides educational panels and and Mm -hmm. conference activities. What are what are some of those events so we can let people know uh, what they should sort of keep their calendar besides the leaky mug? Oh, we're having Harry and the Potters perform Thursday night after the Welcome Feast. Mm -hmm. It's I saw them at um, the Witching Hour, and I I I actually knew them from the internet. Um, Mm -hmm. I had heard their albums, and I had been told though that they were even better in concert. And when I saw them at the witching hour. <laughs> it was just great. Yeah. I it just to I mean cuz they're not just singing songs about Harry Potter. They're actually they are Harry Potter and they're singing <laughs> it from his point of view. But yeah. but they go into the books, you know, like um what, what is it? The human hose pipe is about <laughs> Cho, you know, crying all the time. And I mean, you know, not everybody would get that, but deep Harry Potter fans would. And you just mm-hmm. I just stand there and I just keep laughing and laughing and so they're going to be performing. That's and Thursday night, right? Thursday night. And actually before them, Draco and the Malfoys will be performing. Who are also really funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to see them. Mm-hmm. And then before your podcast, the Remus Lupin yes. will be performing. The Remus Lupin. So, <laughs> well, it's one. <laughs> He's one guy, but he calls himself the Remus Lupin. So there's Wizard Rock all over the place. Right, Wizard Rock all over the place. And um, anyway, uh, Paul Fritz just emailed me. And he's like, we're going to destroy the place. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, if you read the comments they write down, it just they're just so funny and such nice guys. Yeah. So that's that's going to be absolutely that's going to be a lot of fun. And then we also have night classes, and that's going to be on um, Friday night, and that's where you know we can take the Hogwarts classes. Oh, and um, it's going to be light. It's going to be great. We have herbology, um, arithmetic, um, divinity. Divination? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's hard. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be mispronouncing everything all over. Um, and it's going to be really great, but it, it actually is limited to um, about 500, 600 people. So you have to sign up Friday morning at the registration desk Only if you want to go. Only 600 people, guys. Only 500. Well, I, I mean, we have over 1,200 people wow. coming. It's gonna, wow. So, so that's half. Yeah. And um, you know it, you know it'd be great if we couldn't, but you know we weren't expecting this many people. Right. <laughs> when we planned the conference, we were expecting maybe you know around a thousand people, right. and uh, and we had our cutoff at twelve hundred because of you know the hotel and and the rooms that we had for programming and for the feasts and and then um, you know we sold out you know at the very beginning of this year. Right. So, awesome! It's very exciting. Oh yeah, I, everyone's going to have a great time. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> it, you know, especially <laughs> we do have those specialty Lumos drinks that we'll be serving too. So, oh, or, or you oh, can buy. Oh, we had it. We had a great recipe contest, okay. and some of the food that people um, sent the recipes in were serving, like at the feast. Um, uh, we're, the main meat, the main dish, is. Um, it's um, padfoot stew. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It sounds bad, but it's like shepherd's pie. Okay. <laughs> no dog meat. <laughs> but we're also having Aunt Petunia's um, violet pudding cake. Oh, yeah, cool. violet pudding. Thank you. And uh, and then we also had recipes for drinks. So we're gonna have um, you know a Hufflepuff Slytherin you know one of each house and then there's a couple extras in addition to butterbeer which is both alcoholic and non-alcoholic so those underage can still get butterbeer can partake awesome can partake right and from my exactly. experience at these conventions I mean the, the programming for the day ends but the night doesn't end people are just out all the time meeting each other hanging around in hallways or impromptu groups that that meet up it's really it's really just a very welcoming environment, and um, uh, the backdrop of Las Vegas mm -hmm. should make it even more interesting. It, it's just you know that that's what I remember the most about the other earlier the other conferences was, you know, like at Nimbus, people would just look at each other and start dueling, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, at the witching hour. Um, you would be walking down the street and you would see people with these t-shirts and you would just stop and go, oh, where did you get that? You know, cause, and that's one thing I am looking forward to is, is to see all the new types of t-shirts that people have come up with, you, you know, the cool sayings and uh, uh, how obscure they can be, but you look at it, you know exactly what they're talking about, you know, what yeah. chapter or what sentence. Right. And, um, it's oh, it's it's great. I, I know I keep saying it's going to be so much fun, but uh, obviously I've been looking forward to this for quite some time, and um, I just I really enjoy the these conferences. Um, I've just 
I've just come away with such a great feeling, and that's why um, I, you know, started Lumos because I just didn't want it to end. Well, we are going to be giving lots and lots and lots of coverage via podcast, via website, via blog, via pictures, via blah, 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 blah. Check out podcast.com, <laughs> leakynews.com, mugglenet.com, everything. There'll be coverage everywhere if you can't make it. If you can make it, we will see you there. And Deb, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to everybody today. Oh, no problem, Melissa. Thank you so much. And I will see you soon. Oh, oh yeah. Very soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Guys, it's the drums. Right. Drums, drums, drums. Emily and Susan, do you hear the drums? Yeah, we totally need Vegas drum music. Kind of. What's what's Vegas drum music? I don't know. I've never been to Vegas before. Neither have I. It's I can't like, wait. Da, 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 like that. I've, it's all in your I've face. Driven through it a couple of times, but haven't stayed. I've heard that it gets cold at night. Like, yes, I should bring a jacket. Yeah, but it's so hot during the day. So how does it? How does it go? Like the sun goes down and you start shivering? No, I think that's how it's supposed to work. It's not it's crazy. That bad. So, girls, you guys write a lot of essays yourselves, right? Not as many as I on Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. Oh, pirates! <laughs> and Cross since I started fandom. grad school, all of my uh, creative energy tends to go into my schoolwork oh. rather than Harry Potter. Yeah. But boring. Oh, yeah, right. I know, but I bring Harry Potter into my schoolwork whenever possible. So oh, you do. Sure. You had a survey once that we posted. Yeah, I remember. I still have to write that up. Actually. Oh, that was you. Yeah, that was me. Oh, I got see, some I remember things. Very sometimes. interesting responses to that. I should. Should write that up sometime. Yes, you should. Exciting. (laughs) I'll add it to my list of you know eighty-seven other things I need to write. Oh, (laughs) we have lists like that. (laughs) We no, we're fine. We're right on top of our to-do lists. Not writing lists, of course, but we're we're totally efficient. We're Uh as efficient as they can get. Yeah. If they weren't efficient. Um. Whoa, that was cool. I have like a perfect circle in my recording now from that noise. <laughs> that was weird. Oh, really? So, why do you guys why do you guys think people Hey, why do you guys think people <laughs> did it again? Do this. Spend all their time spent spend so much time doing real full-blown essays on this subject. Hmm. Well, I I think it it's a, you they know, really anytime like you're notes. Yeah, I really love footnotes. footnotes I think anytime sexy. something is interesting enough that, you know, a lot of people follow it, it makes you want to think about it. And, you know, any big, oh, I don't even know what I'm saying here. Anytime you have literature that's exciting to a lot of people, you have people that want to write about it, you know, and that's really how you get accepted into the canon is by having so many people write about it. And um, I just think it's, it's a testament to how amazing these books are that so many people are writing so many things and from so many different viewpoints and on so many different topics. I mean, there's something about being rigorous. It's right. just different from, you know, something you might spout off in a discussion on a forum or even on your live journal. When you really sit down and write something with a thesis and defend it, uh, it's kind of cool. Well, I think for my guess, 
at that question. Just because I'm still sitting in here. I think it makes sense for the people who write things like that with footers and theses and things like that to express their opinions of Harry Potter in that format. You got people who like to draw, they'll express their opinions of Harry Potter through their art. You have people who like to talk, they'll do it in a podcast. <laughs> I think that's just what everybody, every Harry Potter fan has their preferred method of communicating their opinions and people who are of the more educated persuasion who can sit down and write footnotes and things and all that stuff will find themselves writing papers like that about Harry Potter. I do think that essays really get the canon down to to, to discrete details in a way that many other things don't. Us babbling about here, you know, it's not the kind of it's not the kind of analysis that you get when you're when you're reading a really good essay, you know? Right. And an essay lasts a while, it seems like. It, they'll get posted and people will go back and look at them maybe months or even years later sometimes where you very rarely go back and look at a chat or something that you did unless you're Emily yeah <laughs> yeah I, I do tend to look back on uh, things like that God, but, I was brilliant but I, I think you know there's something about having your name in print too that's just that's true oh and we're gonna have those know? buttons Right. We're going to have on the on the forums the buttons to show that you're a published essay author, which oh, slick. I think that will right. be oh yeah, and then you can hopefully click on it and go to the essay. I think that'll be a real status symbol. Oh, that'd be cool. Fancy. It'll be like be like when you get a, a nice car and all your friends want it. <laughs> right. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wrote an essay mm. for Scribulus. I totally am going to do that now. Yeah. No, but really, we. I want to write one and get myself a button. <laughs> well, I you know. guys only run it. I know, but neither of us I are published in it yet, so we'll have to come up with something. Oh, burn! <laughs> I already earned my button. What's wrong with you That's two? That's right. That's right. And you Melissa have. just burn. just posted her review of Lady in the Water, oh so she's That's in there right. now. That's right. So. She'll get a button. Melissa on her button. And our new little so thing. That we need it's about other things. Yeah, we need Sue now. She needs to write yeah. something up for us. Yep. Yeah, I, I just haven't time, but I, I wanted to. But I think it's really important to point out that I guess there's a good diversity of things that are in the scrupulous. I mean, people kind of shy away and think, oh, it's got to be this deep analytical thing. And it, it doesn't have to be. I mean, it can be like John's was really a personal. I, I enjoyed reading John's just as much as I enjoyed reading some of the the deeper meanings behind the meanings of, of you know, of a word or Snape or something, you know. It's just, oh, right. I guess this is really cool that you can do different things with these essays. When I, I just, right. Our awesome. goal for Scribulous is to have essays that are accessible to any Harry Potter fan, mm-hmm. even ones that are more academic in nature, rely mm-hmm. more on, you know, theoretical things that not everyone will be familiar with. We really right. want to have essays that are interesting to the average Harry Potter fan and that can be read with understanding and excitement. And so, you know, they anyone can get on our forum and discuss these essays and get wonderful insights. So Excellent. That sounds cool. wonderful. Yes. I, I can't wait for the next issue, which, which is due out when? August, August, August 1st. 1st. August 1st. Next issue yes. of Scribulous. Right. Awesome. And we do want to announce that we are changing our essay deadlines. Um... In the past, the deadline's been about a week before the essay comes out, and we've discovered that just doesn't give us enough time to do all the editing we need to do. So from now on, the the essay deadline for the September issue will be August 16th, and then for every issue after that, there will be a one-month 
before deadline. So the deadline for October will be September 1st. So the, the day that the issue comes out will be the deadline for essays for the next issue. Right. So we only have to remember one date, the first of every month. Well, it's all in service of, of making sure that this is the best section for Harry Potter fans who want to deepen their understanding of the books or get new outlooks or whatnot. So thank you guys. It's, it's even, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The other thing is you have to get, if you have one of those great theories, you have to get credit for it by writing it down, yes, getting it recorded. And then when it really happens, then everyone will know you thought of it first. Yeah. On what day? Right. It's true. <laughs> what do you right. guys think of, of um, presenting your theories in essay format versus through a fan fiction, for instance. Because I've read a lot of fan fiction that include lots of original theories that I've never heard before. There, there is a lot of that. And some present it in narrative yeah, instead of... Some people have some really great ideas that go into their fan fiction. But it's not nearly as accessible for, for referring back to and saying, see, see, I, I got that one right, that kind of thing. Oh, uh, okay. gotcha. That's, yeah, that's true. But it does make it really spices up fan fiction when they have uh, ideas in there. Do you re- do you read or write any fan fiction? I have, but none of it has any sort of a plot. So it's what Emily? I haven't been able to to uh, you know really oh. predict <laughs> anything that way. But and and really for someone like me who doesn't uh-huh. well, come wrote, up with plots easily and create, you know, it isn't creative that way. An essay is a much easier form for me to express what, what I think might happen. Mm-hmm. I did cool. write a fifth-year <laughs> fan fiction and did have some correct and some incorrect uh, projections in there. But what really makes me mad is, is I never finished it. And some of the things I was going to write, then I, if I had actually written them, I could say, see, see, but uh, I didn't ever uh. write them, so... It didn't work out real well. <laughs> no more bragging The one rights. thing I'm most proud of is I had a scene where Harry saw Cho. He saw Cho for the first time after he got back to school, fifth year, and he got squirted in the face with gobstones. And Speaking then in of- the real book, he got squirted by the Mimulus Nobletonia. And I was like, see, see, I did that. I did that. Yay. <laughs> uh, I think I was the well, only I, one who really found that impressive. Yeah. I did predict Ginny playing Quidditch. That, that was one of my predictions. Quidditch. Well, yeah. that that was around. Yeah, I love yeah. Quidditch yeah. was like everybody wanted Jenny to be the super person, so they did her. She yeah. she plays Quidditch. Yeah, she see, so I can't that. claim it as my she, own. You know, yeah. Um, well, she's a Weasley, and Weasleys play Quidditch. <laughs> right. I, I I predicted Bane teaching uh, divination. Oh, so you were <laughs> very that close. It was, yeah. Yeah. Because mm. <laughs> it was Ferenzi that ended up teaching. <laughs> oh, it was Ferenzi, but still, that's good. Well, I mean, I got the course. I got the squirting thing wrong, and you got this particular yeah, centaur well, wrong, but still, I think that's that's good. Bane would have made a great teacher too. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, he would have been very stern. He was a very very patient. Guy. <laughs> Crap. We had a little recurring theme tonight at the, at the podcast of um, of Neville killing Bellatrix with the Mimblus Mimbletonia. Just with tons and tons and tons oh. of stink sap. <laughs> I like it. I think wow. it should happen. It's a good idea. I was convinced after book five that Mimbulus Mimbletonia would do something, but mm-hmm. so far it hasn't. Maybe in book seven. I think it's a horror crack. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it would be cool. restorative. <laughs> It'll save oh, Marty. Oh, Lumos is upon us. It's so close. Yes. I'm packing right now. I, I really need to finish I writing the uh, presentation I'm giving. 
You're doing a presentation, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, oh I'm yeah, geez. I'm doing two. One of them's a panel. Um, in defense of Ginny, we're going to talk about Ginny and some of the theories about her and the fandom. Oh, and the, good. Uh, the other one's a much more academic. She needs that. Yeah, she does. That's perfect. John's and the other Ginny one's a much fan, more. So. Yeah. Academic kind of a thing where I'm talking yeah. about a talking about the sorting hat and how mm-hmm. it's a, a Marxist. Oh, the sorting hat uh, one. Yeah. It's a it's it's gonna be interesting. We'll have to see how that works about ideology and free will and and how uh the wizarding world is a repressive state just like uh, Marx Marx would think. Hmm. So it'll be interesting. Well, cool. Awesome guys. That'll be fun. Well, I get to see you all there. Very very soon, we're gonna ha- we're gonna do Marxist kind of things, and we're gonna do um, fun kind of things. <laughs> yeah, different things, but more, yeah. more just fun. We have John, yeah. John, and and the rest of the Leaky Mud crew, Sans, me, and Sue, are doing water Quidditch. What is it? Water Quidditch on Friday? Oh, you're gonna oh, do that? Yeah, oh. water Quidditch. Oh, we'll be we are. One. Yeah, we will be um, facing off the champions of the Quidditch match. Whoever wins the tournament faces <laughs> off the leaky muggers. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'm gonna have to come uh, to that. It'll be on Friday night. Everybody, make sure to come out there and point and laugh at us at getting our butts kicked by the tournament winners. Well, then uh, it does sound a little unbalanced. It does. That's gonna make it so much. Fun. Well, you know, so much fun. <laughs> they've been practicing and all that jazz, and we're just gonna get in the pool for the first time with these balls and be all like, "All right, <laughs> let's, let's go." <laughs> And then on Thursday, we're all going to go to the the Potter's concert. And then Saturday is the podcast. Right. Yeah. And the Ramus and the Lupins are Ramus Lupins? Yeah, the Ramus Lupins. Not Ramus and the Lupins, but the Ramus Lupins. I know. Really one guy named (laughs) He's so cool. I like the Ramus. I love Aren't aren't Draco and the Malfoys, aren't they opening for For Harry Harry and the Potters? Potters? Yeah. I I think I heard that. And Dobby and the House Elves are opening up for Draco and the Malfoys. John, let's make that group. No. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think we should make that group. I don't think it exists, Aww. but I love saying it. I think we should, I think we should I make it. I love saying it. Too. You know why? Because Dobby is free. You know what? I think we should... Dobby is free. I want to make... Oh, it's, it's too bad my friend isn't coming. I have a friend who has one of those Dobby statues that oh, came out. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. We could have crowd surfed it. Like, yeah, he came, to, he came to Nimbus, <laughs> but um, she can't make it this year, so we're not going to get to have Dobby. Oh, oh no! So sad. I want to dress up like Dobby. <laughs> if anybody brings a Dobby costume, I totally wear it. Well, you can I, I use one of my pillowcase. Pillow yes, yeah, yeah, I can use one of mine. I would totally wear a pillowcase to be Dobby. Dude, I would pay money for this. I'm serious. You can do that. I'm going to make I, you do it. I'm not making it up. Okay, I will. Okay. It has to fit. A pillowcase and yeah, nothing else, right? Yeah. I'd be like one of those king size. But you could have like a little tea like cozy that. for your head, you know? It'd be really chic looking there. It'd be looking really hip. Yeah, I can get some woolly bladders for you. I would, I would roll the woolly bladders and socks. Yeah, those socks, with socks. The snitches on one sock, and I don't even remember what was on the other. Oh, that'd be the Stars? hottest thing I'd wear all week. You always. would, you would be the hottest elf ever. Yeah, I would, I would roll with the pillow. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, I think, guys. Yes. Um, um, I gotta tell you, you guys wore me out tonight with the theories, not you guys, but the, the panel. So I'm sort of like sitting here like, uh, because 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> it Melissa really had her flight delayed and flight everything. Delayed. Today. We had to get she off the just... first was delayed two hours, then we had to get off the plane, then it was another two hours. Then we finally get here, we get to the hotel, we have a run, run, run change, we go to the thing, and it's just like so, so just so draining because um it's just so much enthusiasm over a certain hour right. period that I mm-hmm. when it's done you're just mm-hmm. like you have my ear infection and so Yeah. Things are just lovely. Your hand cramped from all the autograph signing. Actually, yes. <laughs> I, like, I don't say that to be like snotty or like, like whatever, but I don't know how people do that a lot because your hands just hurt. You get a stamp. You get a rubber stamp. There you go. It says my favorite Harry Fun. Potter fan. Yes. <laughs> you. This is the, the best autograph I've ever seen. I keep doing it slow because I kept asking people's names, you know? And so the store was closed. Yeah. I'm like, hurry up, Melissa, hurry up, Melissa, hurry up. Like, I'm going as fast as I can. <laughs> so, anyway, that'll be up as a podcast yeah. soon if it's not already. So. Great. Well, it sounds awesome. like it's, sounds like it's time to inspect your eyelids. I am there, so ready for it. I'm so tired. I'm sorry I'm such a drag <laughs> this week, guys. Just go. You're wasting time. No, it's all right. Oh, yeah. I've had a yawn in two. I have. I gotta be up and pack my arm bags. Oh, I'll see you guys man. tomorrow. Vegas, here we come. Here we go. Here we go. It's time for the show like or that. something. I don't know. See you in Vegas. Oh, and about time too. Yeah. All right. Later, girls. Later. Bye. We've missed it. W three. I confess myself disappointed. Now. If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> That's hot Cheryl to podcast fans. Ooh, and and um, <laughs> Can we talk to her real quick? No, she's sleeping. What? She's sensible Aww. and went to sleep. Wake her up. No, I am not waking her up. You can just stop that. How about, She's how laughing. About, Did you hear she her is laughing? not asleep. <laughs> She's not asleep. <laughs> She's a liar. Hi, Cheryl. Hello, everyone. I don't oh, know Cheryl. Uh-huh. Oh, Cheryl. That's not going to be picked up in the microphone, and you know it. Well, you heard it.